Hello, welcome to another episode of this podcast. Um, this time, I'm just going to talk about different principles where I think it's very important to ask yourself questions in order to know if your business venture or your project is worth pursuing or not. Enjoy! Most conversations I have with entrepreneurs consists of me asking many questions. I want to know everything about their businesses, including how much they believe their project will succeed. So I thought I'd give you a short list of mental frameworks I use to walk through founders to guide them to succeed at the game of business with the least amount of scars possible. Obsessive curiosity. To gauge how deep curiosity is and whether they are genuinely interested in their businesses, I want to know what is the painful problem in the market they are trying to solve and assess how determined they are at solving it. Since it will probably take some time, they will have to maintain their motivation to win through the ups and downs, the exits and the cul-de-sac. Here are three questions I would like to ask them. 1. What are they currently reading for fun? 2. What else have they built previously? 3. How deep are they interested in the specific topic? Surfing on trends. I want to see if they plan to work in a growing market. Are we talking newspaper industry which is declining 25% plus per year? Or are we talking crypto type hype? Ideally, the TAM, target addressable market, grows at a solid 30% plus per year. Questions. 1. Are they aware of the market shifts? Are they able to predict where the puck is going? 2. Are they in a shrinking, growing market? 3. Are they hoping for growth or is there actual growth in the market? Real demand. Not because something is publicly popular that it correlates with actual demand. Let's assume the market is growing steadily. The founder is an obsessive maniac about his business and he's optimistic about its future. Then I would wonder how important this business solution is for its customer. I want some proof. Is it about saving time, making money, or feeling better? What is the value add are they providing? There will be a good chance for those who succeed that they are solving fundamental problems rooted in human desire. Questions. 1. Have they sold a service or product outside their circle of friends and family? 2. What is the deep human desire they aim to fulfill? 3. How useful is it for their customers? Stickiness. Think of something you buy regularly and you don't question the reasoning behind it, like gas or electricity for your car or your cell phone bill. Stuff that sticks, you know? I want to know how sticky their business will be for their customer. Why? Because a significant lifetime value, LTV, per customer is an excellent business edge. I'm going to talk about modes later on. Ultimately, the lower the churn, the higher the LTV, the stickier the business. You'll be fine if you have a great brand and marketing strategy to keep the leadership position in your category and in your customer's mind. Questions. Can they generate sales with paid advertising with only an MVP? MVP stands for Minimal Viable Product or Offer. If there is actual demand, that is the point, right? Think landing page plus paid ads to drive traffic to validate the market needs, for example. It could also come from SEO, word of mouth, or direct sales. 2. Is this a recurring purchase? If so, how often do they need or want to buy the product or service? 3. How fast can they get their money back on acquiring customer? And how fast can they be profitable afterward? Ideally, I'd want an entrepreneur to be close to profitable on the day of acquisition or between 30 to 90 days of first purchase. Moats. Historically, a moat is a deep ditch filled with water around a castle to protect it and its prized possessions. And for our story, the castle is your business. Think Apple software and seamless hardware integration. 
It just works, right? Well, what a moat that is. Good luck to competitors to break through it. Questions. 1. What is or are your moats? 2. How are you going to protect your castle? 3. What are your competitors' moats? I want to know and you need to know. Scalability and profitability. There are three scenarios and I call them the three stages of awareness. 1. You either know your business will be scalable based on your unit economics, profitability threshold, etc. 2. You're not even aware of this concept. 3. You are selling time, not products, meaning you'll probably struggle with human resources long before operational drag. Let me give you more meat around the third point. When I talk with founders about the pros and cons of service versus product-based businesses, I want them to understand the game they are joining. And personally, to guide them well, I need to know where they are in the three stage of awareness. Yes, products are scalable with systems and processes, and it often requires fewer humans to operate profitable product businesses. But other challenges exist, inventory for one, infrastructure, manufacturing capabilities, etc. SaaS, software as a service, is a different beast, with its challenges like finding product market fit, channel marketing fit, community building, and not so thick mode to break for competitors to disrupt them. You'll hear of these businesses being features company, meaning a company that could potentially be simply a feature of a more funded competitor. On the other hand, a service-based business main challenge lies in recruiting before anything else, unless you sell your services using a value-based pricing strategy, which I highly recommend to simplify your HR needs and increase profitability. However, Zapier's automation are historically more straightforward to scale than people. Then, I will try to demonstrate the profitability of success and project profitability of the business. There will be different economies of scales opportunities depending on the chosen model. Then I would analyze with the founder if they would benefit from them. Knowing when a project will be profitable is a must if you want a thriving business. Questions. 1. What do you foresee being your main challenges in growing the business? 2. How soon can you be profitable while scaling operations? 3. What is your pricing strategy? Creative and critical thinking. When you're green at something, you often can discern the important from the urgent. I recommend you learn about the Eisenhower matrix. Still, some people already have good mental frameworks to think through problems. And with experience, they get better at working on the right things at the right time. Suppose a person can't demonstrate their capability to think clearly. In that case, it's hard for me to predict the business success because they might be working on non-important stuff like their website for three years before launching into a non-existent market. I found that being self-aware about working on the right things is an excellent predictor of future success. Questions. 1. Are they able to focus on the right things to work on? What's going to move the needle? 2. Are they the type to procrastinate launching in the name of bettering their product, website, or any other unvalidated distractions? Have they launched an MVP already? Today, I would not start a business without considering every point I mentioned above. What else would you consider before starting a business? Now that we've covered some ground rules, the following article will be a case study of me live problem solving. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. P.S. You can find me on Twitter at Simpack. And if you would like me to answer one of your business challenges in a future newsletter, consider becoming a patron 